Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Q, recording from the Boogie Down Bronx. I know uh, Tommy is closing a chapter uh, really this week uh, in Atlantic City. I just listened to his AMP uh, show. If you haven't caught the AMP shows, you gotta you got to get with the program here. Log on. It's great music, great, uh, great banter, really. Uh, <laughs> Tommy always keeps it fun, honestly, and, and I'm missing him today uh, or tonight, whenever you're listening. Um, so he's really going through the transition period now, uh, closing one chapter in AC and starting a new one. So uh, I figured I'd turn the microphone on and debrief you on the cruise I just got off of. So I think a few weeks ago, I shared with you, you know, my plan for my sailing on the Norwegian escape uh, to Canada and New England, uh, which left uh, was a round trip sailing from New York City. Uh, and I'm here to uh, debrief you. So it's happened. Uh, so it visited, just as an overview, it visited Newport, Rhode Island, Portland, Maine, Bar Harbor, Maine, St. John's, New Brunswick, Canada, and Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, uh, followed by one sea day back to uh, and then back to New York City. It was a rapid fire uh, itinerary. I mean, every day in a port except that last sea day. Uh, so it really went by fast, and I'm already looking forward to my to my next one. Um, but overall, it was a it was a great cruise, and and I'm looking forward to. To sharing, uh, to sharing it with you. Um, but really, the weekend started in New York City, as it always does, or mostly always does uh, for me. And I was part of the, in fact, I was the administrator in the Facebook group for our sailing. Uh, maybe some of you are familiar. Uh, most sailings have a Facebook group a community of uh, those sailing on board, uh, Many times, you know, you don't know anybody. You just join, and it's a forum to uh, meet people, exchange, you know, ideas or ask questions, uh, plan uh, plan the cruise really collectively, and you learn a lot. I, at least I do. I learn a lot from uh, those uh, in the Facebook group, and some are back-to-back, -back, so they give you the inside look if they're already on board the sailing uh, or the ship, rather. 
Uh, so I was the administrator actually for this cruise because I had done this exact itinerary in 2022 on the uh, Norwegian breakaway. And it was the same week, Labor Day week. And after that sailing, I said, you know, I think I'm going to make this a regular thing. I think I'm going to book the uh, Canada, New England cruise every Labor Day. Labor Day is a great week for me at work because they offer uh, Monday and Tuesday off. So I really only have to tap into my vacation time for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, which it, you know what I'm going to do uh, on weeks like that. I'm going to get on a, on a ship. Uh, and that's what I did. So I think it's, it's really, uh, I think it's a, a, a regular thing now. Um, in fact, I'm looking at the same sailing next year. So, uh, I think it's going to be a regular, uh, cruise for me, Labor Day week. It's great weather. Um, you know, really similar to New York in you know early September, end of August weather. So you can imagine 80 degrees, and, and it was up in Nova Scotia still uh, 80 degrees. So uh, it wasn't a beach, you know, it wasn't a Caribbean uh, vibe, uh, but it was still warm, and I was in shorts, and uh, there was plenty of drinking. It felt like a Caribbean uh, uh, bar crawl at times, um, and we'll get into that, but but yeah, it uh, it was a great sailing, great weather, um, and in that Facebook group, uh, everyone was kind of arriving to New York early, uh, sharing what they were doing in their you know day before, two days before uh, the cruise in New York, and it really got me in the mindset. Uh, and so I had the weekend free in New York. I mean, I had to pack and and uh, print out my luggage tags. But beyond that, I really didn't have anything planned. So I had met up with some friends in the city uh, downtown and did a, uh, well, ultimately I met them for a, uh, a food food crawl of Chinatown, uh, which has been something on my list. I've been in New York for, I don't know, 10, 11 years now. And uh, it's been on my list of things to do. The touristy list that I originally had when I moved to New York city and uh, I had yet to visit. Uh, well, I visited Chinatown, but I had, I have yet to uh, uh, visit all of the, you know, touristy kind of exciting places and, and name, you know, named uh, places on, on, uh, online. Uh, so that's what I did. I organized this uh, dumpling crawl around Chinatown. So uh, the day started though in, Ch in Chelsea, I visited the Starbucks Reserve Rotistri um, Roastery. Sorry, uh, that was also on my list of things to do. So I'm a big coffee fan, and uh, New York is one of the uh, I don't know handful of cities that have one of these roasteries. And um, so I have uh, I, I started the day there, <clears throat> exploring the Starbucks uh, uh, roastery. And if you haven't been to one, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's multi floor. Various bars, including a fully functional bar for espresso martinis, as well as anything you can imagine. I mean, hundreds of bottles of liquor uh, at that bar. And of course, it's fall, so there was a lot of pumpkin themed <laughs> drinks and coffee. But uh, what I opted for after exploring the uh, facility, and the, it's an active roast, uh, roastery. So, you know, they're grinding coffee beans and there's a small scale kind of assembly feel assembly uh, line feel there so you can kind of get a sense of what you know what they do to process the the beans but 
Um, I opted for the Knob Creek Bourbon Whiskey Barrel Aged Guatemala Blend. That's quite the uh, the name, but uh, actually, when I walked in, they were giving out free samples of it, and I tried it and I said, "Wow, this! You sure this is coffee?" I said, "It tastes like whiskey." She goes, "Yeah, you just tried the whiskey barrel aged uh, coffee that we have." And I'm like, "Well, this is meant to be." I mean, uh, those who, those of you who've listened to the show recently know that. I am a whiskey fan. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur. I mean, there's so many options out there, but I've done the, I've done the bourbon, uh, bourbon uh, tour of Kentucky. I, that was another trip. Maybe we'll, we'll uh, debrief that trip another time. But <clears throat> that was ten days in Kentucky, maybe two years ago during COVID, and I went to 26 different distilleries. So I definitely immerse myself in the bourbon uh, world, and uh, and still continue to to listen to content around bourbon and, and uh, know like the new releases and the allocated, uh, you know, allocated bourbons and, and such. But anyway, uh, it was meant to be, I fell in love with that uh, coffee. So I went to the downstairs uh, bar and uh, ordered a glass of it, you know, full, full glass and for $13, which, you know, you expect that when you go to these kind of places, especially in New York city, uh, but how they served it was really cool. I felt like I was drinking an old-fashioned. Uh, they gave me a rocks glass with a craft of uh, of the coffee, the iced coffee. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it was really, really good. Uh, so that was followed by a walk through Tribeca. I stopped at a few pubs along the way to Chinatown. Uh, and then eventually I met up with my friends in Chinatown. So we went to a few different places, but I'll share with you the highlights. Uh, so we went to Greenbow Restaurant, which was a sit-down restaurant. We enjoyed pork, uh, steamed dumplings, and, and uh, house tea, which uh, was complimentary. So it was a you know it's a traditional. I mean, Chinatown's no joke. I mean, this is while it's touristy, it's it's legitimate. I mean, it's it, like everything in New York. You get into a neighborhood, and it's like you've traveled around the world. You know, so it was that kind of dynamic. Uh, and yeah, the restaurant was filled with tourists for the most part, but the food was, uh, was, uh, was great. So it, it was, uh, it was really a tasty, tasty meal. And really it just got our, uh, just, um, was our appetizer in a way because we went to many other places to eat. Uh, we went next door or slightly down the street to May, uh, melee uh for a pineapple pork bun this was by far the best bite in chinatown that day uh it was so good i don't know it was a like a sweet kind of bun filled with this pork uh filling oh my god it was great so anyway uh we went uh from there we went to a number of places and then we walked through little italy mulberry street was getting ready for uh san Gennaro, which is actually going on now in the city if you're in or around new york city be sure to check out uh, San Gennaro. It's it's getting touristy and and kind of commercialized, but um, there's still some really great gems left uh, on Mulberry Street. Of course, I prefer the Arthur Avenue, uh, Little Italy, in uh, uh, when it comes to Italian areas in New York City. And I live in the Bronx, so uh, Little Italy in uh, on Arthur Avenue is not far from my house, and so I, I just prefer that. But I'm still going to go down to uh, to San Gennaro one day. And we ended at Torch and Crown Brewery. That's the only uh, functional, you know, brewery in Manhattan. So there are some other, you know, there are other breweries in New York City, 
uh, but in the other boroughs. So is it for Manhattan, Torch and Crown is the only brewery. And so I've been there before. It was a great time. Uh, so it really got me in the mood for the cruise, you know, kicked off this weekend. Uh, I don't know how many days off in total I, I had, but I had used my last summer Friday, the Friday before the sailing as well. So really I had uh, a great, you know, vacation, a long vacation, not, not only on the cruise, but also on land. So Sunday came around, I boarded the Norwegian escape. Uh, overall, it was a great experience. You know, I've had my favorite cruises. I've had my least favorite cruises. Um, I wouldn't say this is in my top five. Uh, I don't know if it's in my top 10, maybe, uh, probably not to be honest. Um, but it was a great cruise. It really was. I, and I don't have any complaints, so it's not like I'm saying, uh, you know, it wasn't a great sailing for X, Y, Z reason. It's just that when you go on all of these cruises, some stand out more than others, or some have the, you know, a specific moment in time where, uh, you know, it makes you really remember the sailing, uh, or feel a certain way. And, and we, you know, we talk about cruise, uh, pure cruise bliss on this, uh, in this community. There was a lot of that, uh, still, um, on this sailing. The Norwegian escape is great ship. I don't know if it's my favorite Norwegian ship, but that layout is really my favorite layout. I wish it had the observation lounge like the joy did. Of, of course, I don't know. We all have our favorite ships, but I think most of us want to take pieces of this, you know, uh, of multiple ships and put them together and kind of form a perfect ship. I know that's what I want to do across different, you know, cruise lines even. Uh, but the escape for the most part is my ideal Norwegian ship, except it doesn't have the, um, uh, observation lounge, which is a great area, especially for me when I'm working on board. If I don't, you know, if I get tired of working in the room, I can go up to the observation lounge, sit in a comfy chair and really, uh, really enjoy, uh, enjoy that space in the view. It's a quieter area you know, people reading more of an adult uh, area of the ship. Um, and the pool deck, uh, I don't know about the pool deck. It's not quite as bad or, as Tommy would put it quite as crowded or, or lack, uh, lack of, uh, of, uh, beauty as the breakaway pool deck. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, no, it's not my favorite pool deck. Uh, even maybe the joy, I don't know. People give the joy a lot of, a lot of hate on their pool deck because they say the pool is, off to the side and it's smaller than the kids area. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the pool off to the side. It gives this big area in the middle for deck chairs. I mean, you're, I don't know, not fighting over as many deck chairs in, in my opinion in that layout. Uh, and it gives also room for the deck parties, which we know. Yeah. We, we like spice H2O, uh, but on the joy that when they have the deck parties right on the pool deck, I don't know, gives brings back memories of, uh, of uh, pool of uh, cruise parties of the past, but the joy does have a lot that I'm you know that I'm excited about uh, that, that I you know reasons why I like Norwegian Cruise Line, Sid Norman's uh, for example, uh, the District Brew House for example, uh, Food Republic for example. Uh, there are a lot of venues on the Escape that are my favorite uh, you know my favorite venues 
uh, as it, you know, when it comes to Norwegian Cruise Line. Uh, so the ship was great and the crew was great overall, I would say. I mean, I'm, I'm never complaining about the crew ever. I think in all of the cruises I've been on, there may be on one hand crew members that were maybe rude to me. Um, I think I've only had to complain and I don't complain. I'm not that kind of person. I think I've only had to complain about maybe one or two crew members. Uh, and so I take that really seriously when I have to do that. Uh, but overall the crew on board, the escape was phenomenal. Uh, it was great to see some familiar faces. You know, when you cruise a lot, you see crew members that, um, you know, and, and you recognize, and then, there, there are often cruise, uh, crew members that say, hey, Ryan. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I wish I remembered this person. And it's, uh, I feel bad, but it, and I tell them don't take it personally because uh, even at work, I, a bad habit is that I cannot remember names. For the most part, I can remember faces, but even then when you're on vacation and drinking and you know things get blurry, so uh, they're, they're never offended for the most part. So. Uh, it was great to reconnect with some of the crew members and make new friends. I always enjoy meeting new crew members. Um, in fact, my favorite bartender of the cruise, shout out to Komang. Uh, he's new to Norwegian Cruise Line. Um, he just happened to work the bars that I was frequenting. So it was at the Waves Pool Bar during the day. And then late night, you know, when it comes to late night shenanigans uh, in the casino bar, which is the nightclub on the Norwegian Escape, uh, he worked that as well. So, I, I, I joked with him. I'm like, are you following me or am I following you? Because everywhere I went, he was serving my drink uh, for the most part. But he was a great uh, hard worker, great energy. Oh, my gosh. In the nightclub, he would be dancing behind the bar, smiling. I mean, genuine energy. I mean, I know you, you meet crew members that are very friendly and fun, um, but it's part of their job in a way. Uh, Komang was different. You kind of felt the... Felt he was really genuinely having a good time with us. And um, he did everything except drink with us, uh, you know, so, uh, but it was a great time. So overall, I would say the ship was great. Um, the crew was great. The itinerary was just rapid fire. Like I said earlier, uh, I would have liked more sea days, um, but for the person that's making the trip, you know, maybe they're not from this area, from the Northeast. And I, and I've also done this cruise many times. So, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't have mind, uh, minded a few extra sea days, but for them, maybe they wanted a packed cruise and really you got it at five ports in a week. Uh, it was a great itinerary for people that were looking for, you know, shore exploration. Um, so overall I would say it was a great cruise. It's exactly what I expected. Um, and I can, I can maybe go through day by day kind of the highlights. Uh, the first day, I had a pleasant boarding experience. Um, it's not to say that I, you know, that I get special treatment, but in a way I do. I know, you know, some of the uh, workers in the port, and they kind of shuffle me through and, and take down ropes that I'm not supposed to cross and, and uh, I was with a, someone I know, a friend of mine, a, an ambassador on Norwegian Cruise Line. Uh, shout out to Diana. Uh, I was with her at the port area waiting for security to open. And she said, uh, come with me, come with me. And she definitely knows. She knows way more people than I do. 
uh, as an ambassador. I think she's got, I mean, she's definitely over a thousand points with NCL. Some at one point, I, I don't know. She's probably living on the Norwegian escape because uh, whenever I saw her on the cruise, she was always with crew members that she knew and uh, they're like family for sure. And, and for people like Diana and I, uh, we really value that crew connection and, uh, and I know they do too, because, you know, guests come and go, but the familiar faces too, and, and those guests that treat them well, they appreciate and look forward to seeing again. Uh, when I got on board, I went to cruise next and took care of all the, uh, logistics, you know, the, or the, the formalities, uh, of, of cruise next and got my deposits, purchased my cruise next deposits. So I didn't have to get all the voicemails to the cabin and, letters and and i'm tired of the sales pitches so i just go down there i purchase what i need to purchase and and i'm off uh i didn't sign up for the wine taste you know as a latitudes member and honestly the norwegian latitude or past guest loyalty program is really great uh i have pretty good status with royal caribbean too and so um you know, I was I always kind of compare Royal Caribbean to Norwegian because those are the two two cruise lines that I've cruised on the most. Uh, with Norwegian, uh, I seem to think they give us more. Royal Caribbean always says, "Oh, we give you free drinks." Yeah, well, they give us five drinks. You know that you can use throughout the day. I kind of missed when they were doing the hour happy hour, or I don't know if it was two hours or one hour, where you could just drink all you want for like the hour because I drank more than five drinks and you, you get to know the crew members and they'd line you up, you know, two minutes before they'd line you right up. So uh, now they're limiting you to five and they say it's a convenience thing. And, and a lot of people, honestly, maybe some of you enjoy that, uh, that change. Um, now you can really use the drinks throughout the day at your uh, leisure and uh, at any bar at any time, even on the private Island, you can use them, but they don't roll over to the next day. So it's not like you can, you know, not use your five and they roll over to the next day. So I think that's really the biggest perk or the biggest selling point that Royal Caribbean uh, has for their past guest uh, crown and anchor program. But uh, as well as the diamond lounge, I, I like to go in the diamond lounge and get a, get a coffee uh, or a cookie here and there. And it's nice to not have to deal with the crowds of the buffet or other venues, but actually there's more and more, uh, past guests. So even the diamond lounge gets to be too crazy and everybody's trying to, trying to prove something, but, uh, I'll be nice. Uh, but the latitudes program on Norwegian, I mean, I get a bag of free laundry. I get two nights of specialty dining for two. So even if I go solo, I can take a friend or, or, or even I sometimes ask to take a crew member and the general manager has to approve that. And, and, uh, you know, so, and usually I have a reputation that, uh, that, uh, allows them to, you know, approve that kind of request. But anyway, I can take two people so that that person doesn't have to pay. If I went alone, I can only order one, uh, one person's allotment. Uh, so instead of making it go to waste, you know, I try to, uh, try to bring somebody if, if or I go alone. I, I don't want to bring someone and, uh, not enjoy the dinner either. I, I do go alone often. And I did one night on this cruise, use one of the vouchers alone. But the other thing is you can find a solo, an, a fellow solo traveler and you can swap um, your two vouchers. So you can turn those two vouchers into four nights of specialty dining. 
you know, because you bring them one night, they bring you the next night. And uh, so that's a really great perk for Norwegian. I mean, to have four nights potentially, you know, in a specialty dining restaurant, as well as the laundry, as well as when you get up into the tiers, and this is what I'm getting to, uh, you know, they've got the wines around the world tasting. They've got the mixology. You've got dinner with the officers. Uh, you've got the behind the scenes tour. So I didn't do any of that. I, I've done it. Um, I didn't do any of that this sailing. Um, but if you wanted to do those things and you and you have the status to to uh, be eligible to do those things, you can sign up at the cruise next, next desk and you should do that on the first day. Uh, try to get on board and just take care of it because the line gets insane. And, uh, and once it fills up, they kind of fill up, you know, even if you have the status, if you miss the, the sign up, they don't have to honor it. So you want to get there early to sign up for those kind of events. I would have done the behind the scenes tour, but they do them at like seven 30 in the morning. I'm sorry. I'm hung over at seven 30 in the morning. Uh, you know, it was great probably for most of the people on board because they were, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, make fun of anybody or anything, but it was an older crowd. I was probably the youngest person on the ship. Uh, I don't mind that. I, I have a lot of fun. I, I don't care about, I don't care about that at all. Um, my point is that they were probably on better, uh, better behaved than I was and could make the seven thirty behind the scenes tour. Uh, I was not doing that. So I didn't even bother signing up after cruise. Next, I went to the district brew house. I was hoping to sign up for the all-star challenge. The all-star challenge for those of you that don't know, uh, is a drinking challenge on board, uh, Norwegian ships that have a district brew house on the joy. I was, uh, I actually was the champion in may on the joy in the district brew house. And what you have to do is drink one of every beer that they have. This includes on draft, uh, in bottles and cans, non-alcoholic beers, beers that are not included in the drink package that you have to pay for. Uh, I drank all 58 beers on the Norwegian Joy that week. Uh, my name was on the all-star board throughout the week, and you could see my progress every day. You could see what days I was maybe more hungover than others. Uh, but I was hoping to... Um, defend my title on the Norwegian escape. And when I got on board, uh, they told me, no, our challenge is a bit different. You just have to drink the most in the week, which I, I didn't do it. I actually, no, I think I did sign up for it. No, it was automatic. They said it was automatic. When you scanned your card at that bar, it recorded the drink. And so your, your number corresponded with how many drinks you've ordered at that bar. So you could have, your favorite beer. And in a way, I don't know, I guess some people probably liked it because they didn't have to deviate from what they love or what they enjoy drinking. But for me, it was more fun to try everything because it pushed me to try things I would never otherwise try. Um, so I didn't do it. I, I don't know. I probably, I'm sure I was in the top, uh, top people anyway, just from drinking uh, the drinking count. But uh, I opted against participating in the in the challenge uh, seriously because um, I really was looking forward to trying one of every beer on the escape because they're you know ship to ship sometimes it does vary. After lunch at Oceans, I went to the Sail and Sustain Bar to try the drink of the day. On Sundays, it's the Watermelon Twist. 
Um, it's my favorite drink at the sale and sustain bar. And it's always like this. When I have that drink, it kind of sets in that I'm on a cruise because typically I'm going on sailings that depart on a Sunday and it's always the Sunday drink, by the way, it's not the first day of the cruise. It's the Sunday drink. So sail and sustain has drinks for every day of the week. So if you're on a two week cruise, you've got two days to try that drink. Um, so on a, you know, 14 day sailing, if you, didn't like one, you know, not to go the the, the following week that day. Uh, but if you did like one, you have another chance to try it. So um, I went and had the watermelon twist. It's like a spicy tequila margarita style drink with a smoked uh, smoked salt rim, and it was it was great. You drink it right on the waterfront, overlooking New York City. Just gets you in the in the vibe for a uh, for a sail away. Soon it was the meet and greet. Uh, that I hosted as part of the Facebook uh, group. And fi- I think over 50 people showed up to that. It was a great time right on the pool deck at the Waves pool bar. Um, I brought the name tags. Everybody was wearing their Mardi Gras, you know, style beads around their neck. It it was really a great time because, you know, you go through m- several months often uh, before the cruise, uh, you know, communicating with people and meeting them online, seeing their name here and there. And it was great to connect the the names to the faces and, and meet uh, a ton of great people really. Um, and so that was a really great time. The drinks were flowing. Uh, you got to really start the week off knowing people, see, you know, at least seeing them around the ship throughout the week. Hi, you know, you, it doesn't mean they're your best friend, but you just know people on board. And it, sometimes it's a, it's a really great feeling, and I was um, happy to see you know a lot of people show up for that. So, uh, including my fr- uh, friends um, Sue and Frank. Uh, Sue and Frank, uh, I met on a previous sailing, previous sailings. Actually, I think this was our fourth cruise together. And these, you know, these are not coordinated. I think one day that yeah, actually one day Sue reached out to me, emailed me. And said, "Hey Ryan, you know, we and we email, you know, periodically. We I have a long list of, you know, not not to say a long list. Sorry, it doesn't make a, it doesn't make Sue feel special when I say that. But uh, I have a list of people that I, I frequently reach out to, and and uh, and Sue and Frank are 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 fellow cruisers that I love to keep in touch with. And so Sue had wrote me one day, I think two weeks before this cruise, and said, "Hey, we just booked last minute." Um, Norwegian Escape, September 3rd, up to Canada and New England. Do you have any recommendations? That's the other thing. We kind of toss around recommendations. And um, I said, I responded, I'm like, no way. I'm on that I'm on that sailing. And they, they're like, no way. We got to meet up. So I told them about the meet and greet. Um, and so they showed up to the meet and greet. It was really great to reconnect with Sue and Frank. And uh, the week was filled with, uh, you know, hangout sessions with them and, uh, actually, that night we had quite the night uh, in the poor house at Sid Norman's poor house. We rocked that place, and then we went to the the club in the casino bar. And I don't know. I think we. I think I went to bed at like one thirty, which is kind of early for me. Usually, I close down. All, well, no, maybe it was one, which was a bit early. But we had hit the bar so heavy on the first day, and uh, I was up on the dance floor. Oh my gosh, that was the most I've danced, uh, or I danced that week. Uh, was the first night, so the drinks were definitely flowing on the first day, and we were uh, we were on the dance floor. We definitely, I don't know, 
I'm, we 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 had a reputation after the first night. I'm sure on that on that sailing. Uh, the next day we were in Newport. I grew up in Rhode Island. I wasn't getting off. Uh, I think I told you guys that before when I was preparing for this sailing. So I had a really relaxing day on board. I went to the drink, uh, had drinks by the pool at the Waves Bar. Um, just a really relaxing day. The drinks were flowing. Um, got to explore the ship a little bit. Had lunch at Ocean's. I really like the the food at Ocean. Well, it's nothing to write home about, but uh, it's pub food, pub grub. But uh, but it's fun. It's uh, it's good. It, it's it's tasty. The chicken wings are great. They're included. They're free chicken wings. Whereas, uh, you know, I, I compare them to Royal Caribbean's chicken wings at the at the um, Playmakers uh, Sports uh, Bar. They're the, they're just as good, if not better, and they're included. So. Uh, I enjoyed a, a lot of wings that uh, last week as well. Uh, I got ready for the VIP party. Yeah, I'm a VIP. What, what can I say? Uh, I went to the VIP party up in the Haven uh, on the uh, on the second day. Technically, it's the second day. So um, had a few paper planes. Any paper plane fans out there? Uh, it's a bourbon bourbon drink. Bourbon. Uh, uh, martini kind of style uh, drink. It's uh, great. It, I mix it in with the Manhattans. I can't have too many Manhattans. Then uh, I start tasting Manhattans at, at 8 a.m., you know, but I like to mix them in. So the paper plane is a good uh, alternative. Uh, still a lot of liquor. I mean, it's a, it's a strong drink, but uh, it's a bourbon-based um, bourbon drink that I enjoy. So that... Uh, of course, the, the VIP party was up in the Haven, and so the Haven bar was fantastic. It always is. And if uh, I'm going to order a fancy uh, cocktail that requires you know, the best mixologists, I order it up in the Haven because that's where they put their best mixologists. Uh, that's where I, I think I shared in a recent episode, you know, the, the smoked old fashions, smoked Manhattans. They can get away with anything up in the Haven. They can light things on fire and uh, do whatever they want up there. So um, it was a great time. I got to see all of the ship's officers. You know, it's past hors d'oeuvres. You get, you know, all the ambassadors are invited. You know, everybody in the Haven, of course, is invited because they're invited to everything. No, no hate, no hate to the Haven folks. I I do. uh, I I did it once on a five day sailing. I don't know if I'd ever do it again for the right price. I would do it again, but uh, you know, I'm very stingy when it comes to my cruise uh, allowance. And so if I'm spending three times as much uh, on, on a cruise just to be in the Haven, I'd prefer to just do three cruises. That's the kind of person I am. You know, there might become a time in life uh, when I'd have to do one or two sailings a year and maybe I splurt. So I respect it. Um, but for what I need and, and what I, and really from that experience, I found myself staying in the Haven the whole time. And there's no entertainment, you know, there's no live music or anything in the Haven. So although the food, the drinks, the private areas are appealing to me, uh, I did find myself kind of locked away there instead of enjoying the rest of the ship. So uh, anyway, I did enjoy seeing all of the crew, uh, the, the, the officers of the escape at the party. Um, uh, Kavank, uh, Kavank is, uh, was the outgoing GM. So Kavank has been a been the GM on the escape for many, many years before the pandemic too. He really has a great story, worked his way up through the ranks. And uh, that last week was his last sailing before going home for vacation. 
and uh, Yusuf was uh, the incoming GM. So actually, it was a great sailing. We had two GMs. Uh, what what better sailing than that? When you have two GMs to uh, to track you down, and and they always do. They find me all over the ship. Dinner time, they show up and. They say, oh my gosh, am I in trouble? Or are they just saying hi? No, they're always saying hi. Uh, it's really great. It, it, it is, they're really good to me. I, you know, I, I love Norwegian. Um, you know that by now. And, and, uh, and part of it is because of how I'm treated by the crew. Um, and, uh, and the officers are no different. They really go out of their way to make sure you're having a great vacation. Dinner was at Ocean Blue by Amo. By the way, dinner the first night was at Le Bistro. I'm a big fan of Le Bistro. I actually only ate in Le Bistro once this sailing. It's unlike me. Usually on a seven-day sailing, I'm there two or three times. I love Le Bistro. Um, but dinner on the second night was in Ocean Blue by Amo by Ocean Blue. Uh, so it was a seafood dinner, right? Crab cake, scallops. I had the fisherman, grilled uh, fisherman's platter. Um, and then uh, for dessert, the key lime meringue pie. Oh my gosh, if you're a key lime fan, go to Ocean Blue and order the key lime pie. Oh my gosh, it's great. Uh, the next day was a day in Portland. So as I mentioned in my pre-cruise kind of uh, uh, overview to you, there was a lot of breweries involved in Portland. Um, I don't know, where did I go? Brickyard, uh, Liquid Riot, Um I went all over. Uh, I didn't make it to Shipyard, and I I always say I'm going to make it to Shipyard, but it's kind of in the opposite direction of everything else. I mean, it's very much walkable. You can see everything from the ship, so I, I don't want to make it sound like it's out of the way, um, but I kind of always go uh, left when I get off the cruise ship, and Shipyard is slightly right, um, but uh, yeah, I didn't quite make it to Shipyard, but made it to I still compensated for it. Made it to a lot of great breweries, uh, as well as um, some dive bars. I'm a big dive bar fan, so I made it to Rosie's. I had some lunch there, lobster roll and fries, lots of beer, uh, and uh, made it to Dock 4. Dock 4 was the place that, for those of you who listened to that episode that I keep referencing, uh, has the best jello shots in Portland by far. Um, I had the lemon meringue pie jello shots. They didn't have the key lime pie jello shots. That was that was unfortunate. But I mean, graham cracker, whipped cream. Oh, it's great. It really is great. Uh, it was happy hour, so their beers on draft were a dollar ninety. I think dollar ninety five. I don't know. I was putting three dollars on the bar anytime I needed a beer, and the bartender thought I was tipping her like five bucks probably. So. In total, I tipped her more than five bucks, I'll tell you that. But uh, I was there for a while because the happy hour, you just couldn't beat it. Margaritas are like four bucks. I mean, it's that kind of uh, – and Dive, I don't know, Dive gets – I don't want to make it sound like it was a grungy place because sometimes people associate Dive bars with this, like, dirty, sticky floor kind of bar. It's not that. It was very clean. It's just a local hangout, you know, local prices. And so I enjoy going to places like that. After that, I went to Commercial Street Pub, um, another local hangout on my way back to the ship. Commercial Street Pub has, uh, yeah, it's no frills. It's, uh, you know, there's a lottery ticket machine in the corner. There's a jukebox and small bar. I had a few beers and I was on my way. Pause.
So I ventured back to the ship, got on board, and uh, I don't know. What did I do that night? I probably went to bed early. I think that was the night I went to bed early. Um, I tried my luck in the casino a few times and early in the cruise. Nothing worked. It was really bad. I mean, I, I don't think I won any hand. The last night of the cruise, I won a few hands um, and then gave it back. I, it was just a really devastating uh, not devastating, devastating. So I don't want to sound like I have a problem here, but you know, it, it was not a great week in the casino and, uh, we'll get to the slot pull. Uh, but that wasn't great either. So, um, I may have tried my luck that night in Portland in the, in the, uh, casino, but yeah, not, it wasn't that fun in the casino either. The dealers were, uh, they were average. They weren't fun. You know, you I don't know. I like to win, but I also like to, if I'm not going to win, I like to be surrounded by fun people. Uh, there was a high roller on board. This guy was, he was playing hundred dollar chips on, uh, ultimate Texas Hold'em. And he always had a stack of, I don't know. He probably had two thousand hundred dollar chips in front of him as well as, Sometimes ten thousand dollars in purple chips. You know, purple chips are the five hundred dollar chips. Stacks, stacks of chips. Uh, I don't know. I hope he did well. I, I really do because uh, I didn't do well. And whether you're betting a five dollar chip or a hundred dollar chip, if you don't have your good hands, you're not going to have good hands. So it's all proportional. But when he won, I'm sure he won big, and I hope he did. I really do. Uh, the next day was Bar Harbor. Uh, I had a lighthouse tour. I think it was like eight o'clock in the morning. We had to meet, of course, it's a tender port. Uh, we had to meet in the main dining room, uh, and be escorted off the ship together with our excursion group. Uh, and so that was an early morning. Maybe that's why I think I went to bed early the night before. Wanted to make sure I made that excursion. That was my only excursion of the week. And, uh, I don't regret it. Um, I don't know. It was a snoo not a snoozer. I, it was by, by catamaran, but it was like a big ferry style catamaran. And, uh, they brought us to six different lighthouses and they were great. Actually, I did. I did enjoy seeing the lighthouses, learning the history. Um, we went along the coast of Acadia national park. And so I've done that tour on the road there, the loop road. Uh, so it was cool to get the perspective from the water of Acadia National Park and Thunder Hole and, and everything from the water. It was really uh, something to look at, uh, something special. Uh, the coast is really cool. It's a rocky coast. And that that kind of view is really the quintessential uh, Canada and New England view. You know, if you're going to picture, you know, picture going to Alaska, you have a few images in your head, the glaciers, the bald eagles, the whales, you know, if you go to Canada and New England, some of it's, uh, you know, some of it's that, but, but it's more about the wildlife, the coastline. Um, so that, that this tour really got that, uh, got you in the spirit of the Canada, New England, uh, cruise experience. Uh, we went to, I, th- I listed them down. I wrote them down here. So we went to egg rock light. I don't know if any of this is going to mean anything to you guys, but egg rock light, uh, bass Harbor light, Baker's Island light, great duck Island light, Mount desert rock light, Mark Island light, 
and Mark Island Light. That's it. And, and Mark Island Light, they're saying, is also called Winter Harbor Light. Now, I had to Google this because I saw them all, but I don't remember the names of these. Some of them are still functioning lighthouses. Others are private residences, but they, you know, they agreed to keep them uh, uh, structurally the same. I don't think they're operational lighthouses. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't think they're lighthouse keepers. So I think they're just they're private residences, but you can still admire structurally uh, the lighthouse. After the excursion, I had a plan of uh, a long list of things I wanted to do. I wanted to do the shore path. The shore path is something I, I always tell people to do. I think it's about a half a mile. It really leads from where the tenders drop you off in Bar Harbor around, uh, obviously along the shoreline, um, to the backside of town. And then you can kind of walk your way through town back to the tender. Um, but the shore path is really something to get your, get some energy, uh, start your day, you know, get the blood flowing and, and, uh, and really get a great, uh, lots of great pictures uh, in the meantime, but I didn't do it. Uh, I wanted to uh, have something to eat. I didn't have breakfast that day. So I went to Leary's landing um, which is a pub, Irish pub. They claim to be the closest Irish pub to Ireland in the U.S. Okay. Uh, every, everywhere you looked, it kind of said that. On the menu, on the shirts, on the door, it's like, okay, whatever. Uh, and maybe it is. And it was a great time. Actually, the lunch was great. I had some some uh, Coronas and some uh, fish chowder, fish Soup, stew, I don't know. Uh, it was great. It was a white fish uh, cream-based soup, and uh, that's exactly what I needed uh, for my afternoon in Bar Harbor. By the way, there were no, there was no, uh, no locals with pitchforks screaming at us, so that was great. Uh, they really did welcome us to port, and, you know, you read about these stories. That's the other thing. You read about stories... Um, in general, you know, the news, you, the media tells you something and uh, whether it's true or not, and maybe it is, I think often it is in a way, but uh, your experience can be very different than what you read about. I always get that about New York City. You know, I travel, it's like, oh, you live in the Bronx. Oh, is it really bad? Or, oh, I hear, hear New York City is not doing well these days. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I don't know. I mean, politics aside, yeah, it's probably statistically less safe than it has been, um, but it's nowhere near the 80s, you know, and I wasn't even around for that. But uh, anyway, point is, uh, I always get the, oh, my God, you live in the Bronx. I, I, have a, I live in a great neighborhood. Anyway, uh, nobody was chasing us out of Bar Harbor, I guess is my point. Uh, the locals were very welcoming. The store owners, of course, were welcoming. And uh, no drama, no drama there. I walked through the Village Green, which is right across the street from Leary's. The clock, uh, you know, the clock's there. They have a few monuments, a lot of dogs that day. It was a nice day, beautiful day. So people were lounging around the the green spaces. I went to Beer Works, which is one of the few breweries in Bar Harbor. I'd say it's less of a traditional brewery. It's more of a restaurant restaurant with their own beer, as well as many other beers, local beers. Uh, so I tried a few and uh, went on my way to Atlantic Brewing Company. I really en- always enjoy Atlantic Brewing Company. That's more of your traditional uh, brewery. They, they do have food, though. Actually, I saw people come in. They weren't even drinking beer. 
they were drinking water and sodas and having lunch. So apparently they have good food. So I didn't eat there, but I, I did try their beers. I tried their blueberry. I, have, I always try the blueberries when I'm in Maine, blueberry ales. And uh, it was good. It was good. And I think I tried one of their IPAs. From there, I walked through town, went went into a few stores. I'm not a big shopper, but uh, I did. I picked up uh, picked up a magnet. No shot glass, no hot sauce, no, you know, whatever we were talking about before. But uh, I did pick up my magnet because I hadn't had one in uh, had one from Bar Harbor yet. The next day, because back on board, I don't know. I think we have more drinking, more uh, party. <laughs> More parties, more uh, food. I don't know what I did for dinner that night. But the next day, we were in St. John's, New Brunswick, Canada. Um, Another early day. In fact, I ate breakfast off the ship just at Tim Hortons. It's like a fast food breakfast, right? But I I really love Tim Hortons. I always went to Tim Hortons growing up when it was in the U.S., when it was trying to make a name for themselves, when they were trying to make a name for themselves in the U.S., before the mass mass exodus of Tim Hortons. Uh, But they're still, you know, they're just like the Dunkin' Donuts of the Northeast or the Starbucks of any major city. In Canada, Tim Hortons is everywhere. It seems like every street corner, there's a Tim Hortons. Um, Their coffee's good. I I don't, I think I drink it. Yeah, I drink, I had a black coffee. Sometimes I get cream. Coffee's good. I had a breakfast sandwich and was on my way. So it was good. I I got away from the ship food that day. I walked around the city, admired the architecture. There's a few old uh, churches, old buildings in St. John's. So it's really cool. I I always walk around the city and just get a feel for, for that. It's kind of a small town city, you know, small town city vibe, Ryan, that does not make sense. It's a small city and, there's really nobody walking around like it was a weekday and during business hour, like there was nobody walking around. It was just the cruise ship passengers, but it could be the time of year. I don't know. Or maybe people are like in bar Harbor. They avoid going into town when the cruise ship, when the evil cruise ship people come into port. <laughs> so I walked around the city. I looked up pubs that opened at 10 AM found a few actually. I opted for Brit's pub. I was in there. Uh, People were coming in for brunch. Uh, Mimosas were flowing, but I opted for a a light beer. I think it was a watermelon light uh, ale. I don't know. It was pretty good. Um, I uh, was there for a while, actually, and I didn't mean to do that, but from there, I, I called a cab. There's no Ubers allowed in St. John's. I didn't know this, uh, so I had to do the old-fashioned call a cab company and tell them where I was. <laughs> I got in a cab, and I was on my way to Moosehead Brewery. I think I shared this with you. Uh, Moosehead is the is Canada's oldest independent brewery. It's I still th- I think it's still family owned. Uh, yeah, by independent, I think it means family owned. Uh, and I had never been there before. That's always been on my list of things to do, but I needed to take a cab. It's not within walking distance. It's, it's actually very dangerous to try to walk there. Uh, major, you know, I wouldn't say highway, but major roads and, uh, and a bridge or two on the way there. So I needed to call a cab. I got in the cab living my best life. It was like, I don't know, 1130 in the morning. I had, uh, I don't know how many beers by then. And I was, 
had the windows down, kind of being chauffeured off to the next place. And uh, I saw Sue. I mentioned Sue and Frank. I saw Sue and Frank on a corner of one of the streets, and I yelled out, Sue, Sue. And I had to say it a few times because she – and I found out after the fact. She's like, I, I don't know anybody in St. John's who's calling my name. But I was I did the drive-by and wave, and uh, that was fun. They said, oh, you look like a celebrity being chauffeured around. I said, no, no, that'll go to my head. Uh, I got to Moosehead Brewery, and it was hot in that place. They were brewing, and so I can't complain, but uh, they were brewing, which meant it was really hot in the building. I had a flight. They had a lot of great beers, traditional beers, you know, like uh, I wouldn't say you know, Coors Light or Miller Light or Budweiser, but it was it's a big brewery, big operation. So they're going to have less experimental uh, beers and more of your traditional. So there's a, you know, there's a regular ale, there's an IPA, there's a lager, you know. Uh, and they, I, I don't want to say they don't have any experimental beers. I think there was one that was with, mixed with ginger. Um, I don't know. There were, it was great beer. I, no regrets. I had a great time there. And soon I went back into St. John's and went to another brewery, Wasted Day Brewing Company. It's down right near the uh, ship. So I took the cab there, knowing I walked to the ship afterwards. And I had been there before. Great place. Lots of IPAs. So it was kind of the other extreme where they had a lot of uh, craft experimental uh, beers, long, long draft list. And uh, that was great. In fact, Sue and Frank walked into the place and like, oh, my God. I didn't think you'd be here. I said, really? Because all I do is drink, it seems, on these ships, on, the, on these sailings. Um, then on the way back to the ship, there was a container village, which is kind of the port area. I think I shared it before, but it's representative of St. John. So you've got this many of the large, I don't want to say large, but many of the popular stores, restaurants, they've got you know these uh, containers, which they're really shipping containers that are converted into stores and, and such uh, in the port area. So you have to walk through there. They wind you through there and then you get on, you know, back on the ship. So it was great. I had a foggy sail away. It was pretty eerie uh, sailing away from St. John's. I mean, I was on the waterfront, which is mid, you know, mid deck, uh, I think deck eight, uh, but it's an outdoor area that wraps around the ship. So it's not the top deck, but you're still outside. I really like that area. They've got bars outside, alfresco dining. So all of the specialty restaurants have, you can either sit indoors or outdoors. I really love that, um, that kind of feeling. So uh, I was having a few drinks at the Sid Norman's outdoor bar on the waterfront, and I couldn't even see the front of the ship as we were sailing away. So, of course, the fog horns were blowing uh, every, whatever, few minutes I thought I was going to see a sea monster jump out of the water or something, but <laughs> couldn't even see the land. Couldn't see anything. It was a, it was an interesting sail away, but um, yeah. What did I do that night? I think I just went to the buffet. I'm not a big buffet fan. Typically it's nothing against Norwegian. I just, I don't trust other people's cleanliness and use of tongs. And yeah, I'm one of those people, but I did go to the buffet that night. Uh, had a crepe. Norwegian has crepes in the buffet. There's a crepe station every night, at least on the escape. I think all of the bigger ships have them. Uh, so I had a banana Nutella crepe, just what I needed uh, after a day of drinking or a week of drinking. 
Uh, and the next day we were in Halifax. Halifax was great. I probably did the longest beer crawl that I've ever done. Uh, no surprise. <laughs> Uh, but it was Fleet Week in, in Halifax, uh, so there were thousands, it seemed, sailors uh, walking around the city in uniform, um, and all of the ships, there were uh, subs, there were military ships docked in Halifax, open to the public. I was able to walk on, explore some of the ships. The sailors were very friendly, willing to talk to us, and it just happened to be the few days, you know, for they were in town for a few days for Fleet Week, and I was happened to be in Halifax, so it added to the experience because I really got, I really enjoyed uh, talking to them and and getting on board the vessels and exploring. You know, it's it's funny you get on the cruise ship and you, it's like this lavish, luxurious uh, way of of sailing the water, and then you get on one of these military vessels and. Uh, if I haven't said it already, you know, um, you know, special thanks to anyone in the military, uh, past or present, uh, you know, we take it for granted, I think, uh, you know, sometimes. And, uh, when I got on board, you know, it was, it was, uh, an opportunity for me to remember how lucky I am to be uh, doing what I love and, uh, and uh, it's it's thanks to to those uh, men and women uh, who defend you know our rights. Uh, so I went to Terra Cafe uh, and had a bagel and coffee, kind of kickstart the day after walking uh, walking around the uh, military ships. Um, then I went to Alexander Keith's, which it's not so it's a brewery. It's one of the I think one of the oldest breweries in Canada. Uh, but you can't just walk in and order a pint. Like it's not a traditional brewery. It's more of this, I don't want to call it Disney world experience, but you have to book a tour and the tour is, uh, not cheap. I don't want to say cheesy because I would actually do it again. It was a really fun time. Um, I recommend it. Anyone going to Halifax, do the Alexander Keith's brewery tour. Even if you're not a drinker, they had non-alcoholic options throughout the tour. And uh, you really got to learn a lot of the history of Halifax and Alexander Keith and his family and his legacy. Uh, he was mayor, I think, three times of Halifax, uh, very involved in politics and the local community. Uh, and he made beer, made a lot of beer. They showed us the back door where they rolled beer. And, and uh, not that there was any shady stuff going on, but they kind of alluded to the fact that he was uh, his politics and his beer making may or may not have been the uh, two of the same. <laughs> so it was a really good time. We got to explore the brewery um, and, uh, and and ended in a, in the basement kind of a granite kind of room, dark, cold uh, cellar, uh, which was the pub. And the workers there were great. They sang for us, uh, you know, traditional Gaelic uh, folk songs and dan- uh, they didn't dance. No, they didn't dance. They sang and uh, played instruments and passed out beer. What more do you need? It was great. Uh, From there, I walked around Halifax. I walked a ton. I think I walked 11 miles in Halifax. I went to the St. Mary's uh, Basilica, the cathedral there. Um, St. Mary's, I think, University has an old uh, 
brick building there, not far from the cathedral. So just walking around, there's an old cemetery, reading all the plaques. That's what I like to do before, you know, things get blurry. Um, I went to the Gone House, Gone, Gone House. It's a chain brewery. Um, I think it was, I think it originated in Prince Edward Island, but they're all over Canada now. I don't want to say all over. Maybe there's, I think there's less than a dozen of them. There was one in St. John's too that I didn't go to. Uh, but they do make their own beer, so I, I visited it. I had lunch there and had uh, their blueberry ale, and it was great. I walked around after that to the Citadel. Citadel is this uh, bell, kind of bell tower in a fort. It's kind of, yeah, it's a fort. It's a military fort in the center of Halifax. Um, so I explored that for a little bit until I got really too hot and uh and uh, needed air conditioning because it was a really hot day in Halifax, especially to be walking that much. Um, and everything's uphill. You go in one direction, it's uphill. You go back the same, you know, same way you came, and it's uphill. You know, it's one of those towns. Uh, from there, I went to Two Crows Brewing. I went to Propeller Brewing. I went to Good Robot Brewing. Um, in between that, I went to the another big green space in Halifax called the Common Park, Halifax Common Park. There's a rugby field. There's a baseball field, I think. They're huge, huge green space, fountain in the middle. Walked around. I got I got a nice tan in Halifax, actually walking around. It was, it was a really great time. The breeze, There was at least a breeze, a level of, of wind uh, to cool off. Uh, from there, I went past the abandoned armory in Halifax. It's, it's fenced up, but it was a really cool building to look at the uh, – the armory, the architecture of the armory there and went to two more breweries, Tusket Falls Brewing Company and Garrison's Garrison's is right uh, near the port. So actually from Tusky Falls, I Ubered to the port and then I crossed off Garrison's. I had been there before the others I had never been to. And then I boarded the ship. Uh, it was a great day in Halifax, uh, great beer, great weather, great people. I'm looking forward to going back to Halifax. In fact, I will be uh, visiting Halifax on another cruise in actually a few weeks, two weeks, three weeks, two weeks. I'm flying to Quebec and uh, getting on the Norwegian Joy. Uh, and it's a different itinerary except for Halifax. So the last stop it makes is Halifax, and then it ends in New York. So. It's not a well, it's not really a repo, a repositioning, but it is in a way because I'm flying to Quebec and then I'm Ubering home from the Manhattan uh, Midtown cruise terminal. This was one of the sailings that I think I told you guys about on a previous uh, podcast. Uh, great price. Uh, couldn't couldn't uh, let this one go. I had to book it. So looking forward to that sailing as well. I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, Food Republic that night was the one the one restaurant I used one of my latitude vouchers, but it was just me. And actually, in Food Republic, I take back what I said earlier. Food Republic is the exception where if you use a voucher, you're entitled to eight uh, eight plates. Uh, and Food Republic is a tapas kind of restaurant. You order off of an iPad, and they just bring you the food. So if you had the voucher. It's typically four per person, but they let me order whatever I wanted up to eight. I ordered five things. I couldn't eat more than that. Uh, I should have just ate the four. But, uh, I went for five. I think I had 
two bites of the dessert. That was my fifth uh, plate, but uh, sushi, uh, pa- uh, pork, bao buns, uh, spicy uh, chicken over rice. Uh, they got everything, pad thai, whatever you want. It's a, it's a really great restaurant. I look forward to going back on the joy. Uh, then the last day was a day at sea. We're getting to the end. So the last day was a day at sea. I uh, coordinated, like I did the meet and greet, coordinated a slot tournament. And like my luck for the, you know, during the first half of the crew, or even more than the first half of the cruise, the slot tournament didn't go well. I was, I felt so bad because we all met in the Skyline Bar, the casino bar. I managed the registration. It was very official. I had the rules. Uh, I collected the money in an envelope. Um, everybody signed up, checked off when they gave me the money. Uh, we recorded everybody's scores throughout the slot pool because we had prizes to give out. Uh, and then when everyone got paid out, they also got check marked uh, next to their name. So it was legitimate. I, you know, I had done this before, so uh, I uh, used the same format that I actually I tweaked it a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was official. We had 37 people show up, which was great. I think it was, yeah, it was 1130 on the sea day. So a lot of people were by the pool and you know how that works, you know, and it's the only sea day. So it's the only day you really got to enjoy a full day on the ship. So I wasn't expecting much, but 37 people showed up and it was great. Uh, we had fun. The casino host made me pick one of six machines and the six machines were, in the high limit slot area, which was fine. I had no problem with the high limit slot area because every spin we were going to bet $5. So we we're going to max bet uh, five credits. And then we picked the dollar denomination. So everybody spun, you know, had $5 spins and everybody put $20 in. So we all had four spins each. Fine. The slot machine was it was so crowded we were near the tables the card tables we were near other slot uh, machines it was such a crowded area we had some people in wheelchairs with mo- mobility issues that participated but actually actually could i mean they were there for the slot tournament is what i mean but they couldn't participate they couldn't even get to the slot machine that's how crowded it was I felt bad for the people uh, playing cards nearby. You know, here we are, 40, 40 strong, uh, rooting for each other, loud, taking up space. I mean, it was very crowded and nothing I could do. I explained that to everyone. I gave, uh, I, I stopped and, and asked the folks that couldn't get to the machine if they wanted their money back. They said, no, have someone else spin for me. It's the best I could do. I needed to go through the casino. I didn't want to just show up randomly, right? So I we I organized it with them. They knew when we were doing it, uh, and they designated the machines. Um, and we all spun, and nobody had a bonus. I think two people broke even on their $20. One person made a dollar. So I think the person with the most points or really a point as a dollar uh, after their four spins, they had a total of 21 points. So everybody put $20 in, but really only one person had a positive, uh, you know, result of their four spins. It's okay. It was all fun and games. I mean, we put in whatever 37 times 20 over $700 uh, went in the machine. 
and $200 was left at the end. So everybody got $5. There was some change left that I donated to the charity, the Norwegian charity on board. So whatever I couldn't pay out, we weren't dealing with quarters, right? So everybody got whole dollars, and then whatever change was left when we divvied it up uh, got donated to the onboard charity uh, in the name of the Facebook group. So great. I wish we won a jackpot, though, or, or a, at least a bonus. They had us on the triple seven spin, triple seven with spin bonus machine, or whatever it's called. You know, everybody knows the triple diamond, triple seven machines, the classic machines, double, triple, single, uh, and this had a spin bonus. So you had to get three of the spin, you know, uh, spin icons in any location, but in each wheel, you know, three in a row, but they could be anywhere, top, bottom, whatever. My point is nobody got it. Everybody, a few people got two, but we never went to the spin feature, which is really where you make your money, especially on $5 spins. I was so disappointed and uh, I try not to let it bother me because it really wasn't my fault. I mean, I did the right thing. We had fun nonetheless, but it could have been better. So I don't know whether or not I'll do it next time. <clears throat> if I do, I'm going to give the feedback. And I did give the feedback to the casino host. I didn't think it was fair what they did, and I made that clear. Uh, after that, I lounged around, went to the pool bar, saw Komang, and uh, he uh, and my friend uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. <laughs> and soon it was dinner in Cagney's. Um, prime rib to end the cruise. It was a great meal. The prime rib, medium rare, with the sides, with the crab cake, the lobster bisque to start. Um, I had a blueberry crumble, you know, blueberry kind of oatmeal, you know, I don't know, whatever. Cr blueberry dessert. It was really good. Uh, and then I got escorted to the Choir of Man later uh, in the week by the GM secretary, Risha. Shout out to Risha. Uh, she was very good to me. Anything I needed, uh, her and, and and many others were. I had all the card business cards in my pocket, uh, so I I always appreciate that. I never ask for anything uh, except maybe reservations, and in this case, I didn't have a reservation for Choir of Man. I didn't need her to walk me into the uh, theater, but I was walked in and I had a reserved seat. That was a very nice touch. Uh, but Choir of Man. I've seen it many times. It's one of my favorite shows. It's the uh, before the show, you can walk on stage and they pour you a beer, take some pictures with the, the cast of the show. Just a great time. Great way to end the cruise. Uh, sing along, you know, songs uh, in a pub setting. It's, it's really just a show about drinking and singing and, uh, it really was a great way. To, they had a lot of positive me messages too throughout the show and about being kind to each other and uh, all of the different, you know, different personalities in a, in a pub and their perspectives on life and how we all come together and kind of uh, in harmony uh, in a way. And it was great. It was inspiring in a way. Uh, maybe it was just the beer, uh, the many beers that I had, but I was front row and it was a great time. They had us up dancing and singing and it was just a great show. If you have the opportunity to see choir of man, see it. I don't think, uh, NCL is getting rid of that show. They're getting rid of a, a number of 
their Broadway style shows, but Choir of Man will stay, thankfully. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but that's it. That's the cruise. That's the cruise. I'm sorry if I was boring, uh, boring you on this episode, but I know we're out of time. There are some emails that we never got to last time. In fact, uh, I don't know how much, uh, you know, how many weeks Tommy will need uh, in this transition period, but uh, you have me. Sorry. You're stuck with me. <laughs> we'll get to the emails next time. We'll, we'll find some, uh, some, find some topics to discuss next time. Uh, next week, probably, um, you know, stay, stay, stay with us, stay with us. I said that many weeks ago at this point, um, we've been doing this, I don't know what, two, three weeks now, I'm sorry, two, three months now. Uh, so stay with us and we'll give you an episode here and there when we can, uh, write us an email, Tommy would always be booked, uh, stay involved with the Facebook group. Always be booked. Travel lounge. Try to catch Tommy's AMP shows. Uh, the Always Be Booked uh, po- uh, channel on AMP. AMP is now available on Android. I was missing all of the shows. I was uh, the loser with Android uh, without the Apple phone. All the Apple folks were enjoying Tommy's uh, AMP uh, show, DJ uh, and commentary show. And then it got to Android a few weeks ago. So, now I'm I'm connected. I'm there. Uh, so you should be too. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm going to leave you there. I had a great cruise. I really hope uh, everyone's doing well. Uh, I hope you have a cruise coming up. If you don't, uh, start booking one. Start thinking about where you want to go next. Uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett, too. Gosh, we lost a legend. Uh, I was cheersing Jimmy at 5 o'clock. Uh, every day on that on my cruise uh, and whenever I wanted because five o'clock somewhere right uh, lots of cheers uh, and toasts to Jimmy last week uh, I'm still listening on Sirius XM to the Jimmy Buffett uh, Marguerite radio Mar- Margaritaville uh, channel on Sirius XM to and from work uh, what a legend uh, his lyrics are really meaningful I mean if you're if you're into cruising uh, yeah, just give it a listen. You, I, I've been starting to really think about what he's saying or singing, and it's so meaningful, so powerful. Uh, and I'm sure it'll, you know, his his words will live on for many, many generations. Um, but yeah, I'll leave you there, guys. Uh, you guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot and I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Good island somewhere Well, alright the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going 
get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round Sunshine-tan ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from